At Hardee's, we love to surprise people. Surprise! We added the loaded omelet biscuit to our two-for-four-dollar mix-and-match deal. Choose from our loaded omelet biscuit and three other select breakfast favorites. Any two for four dollars. Hardee's, cause it tastes better. Offer available for a limited time during regular breakfast hours at participating Hardee's restaurants. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Breathe Again Magazine, the radio show. A moment of hope, inspiration, and solutions. Listen to real-life testimonies from women and men just like you who have gone from victim to victorious. Sit back, listen, connect in the chat room, and share the show with a friend. Here's your host, author, and motivational speaker, Nicole Cleveland. Hello, 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 and welcome to Breathe Again, the radio show. I am your host. I'm Nicole Cleveland, and we come to you each week with victorious testimonies of faith and encouragement and motivation. We bring you stories from men and women that have gone through the fire, come out the fire, and they're here to share their story with you to let you know that God is no respecter of persons. If he did it for them, he will definitely do it for you too. There's so many people out there that they feel like they're all alone, feel like they're by themselves. They feel like they have no hope and nowhere to turn. But we want you to know that there is hope, and there's hope through the guests that I bring on this show. And if they made it, you will too. If they made it, you will too. So I want you to hang on in there, my brother, my sister. Trouble don't last always. And you know how I do. I always say we don't go through to just come out and just sit on what God has done for us. We go through so we can share with somebody else. You know the scripture says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony so we've got to share what we've gone through so that brother and that sister will have hope that brother and that sister will understand that you know what i think i'm gonna make it you know what i think i'm gonna be all right so share your story share share with somebody don't let somebody just sit next to you and just be discouraged and depressed knowing that you can help them by sharing what god has done for you. Hey, connect with us. If you're online, we want you to connect with us. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate when people say follow me because I only want you to follow me as I follow Christ, right? If I stop following Christ, you need to stop following me. Amen and amen. But I want you to connect with me out there on our social networks. Uh, we are on Facebook, Breathe Again Magazine. We are on Twitter at Breathe Again. And I'm also on um, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and that is at Breathe Again, at Nicole C. Online. That's at Nicole online so I want you to connect with me on my social networks as well I promise I won't spam you I will encourage you I don't post any negativity because I don't want negativity in my life I really believe that that is cancerous and it spreads Um, and so I try to stay hopeful I try to stay hopeful hey if you're new to the family you're new to the show and you've never listened before then I want to welcome you to the family thanks so much for hanging out with us thanks so much for stopping by and being with us. If you are part of the family, I want you to say, I want to say thank you so much for always being with us each and every week. I want you to come back again. I want you to stay connected, and thank you for sharing this show with others and just being part of our family. Thank you so much for that. Um, So today's show, let's talk a little bit about today's show. Now, we got a show for you on today. 
my brother, a.k.a. Uh, uh, he's known as the street minister out in those Miami streets, but he's his name is Anthony Durden, and he has overcome a 20-year addiction, 20-year addiction to crack cocaine, crack. And so he was out on those streets, and he was addicted to drugs. But today he has another story, and he is clean, and he's sober, and he's on a mission to help others. And oftentimes we have people in our family, and they are addicted to drugs, and they're addicted to alcohol, and they're doing all kinds of things. And, you know, people say tough love, and they say this is what you need to do, and that's what you need to do. Um, But we're going to talk to Anthony on today, and we're going to get some tips on how to deal with that loved one, how to deal with that family member, and we're going to sh- he's going to share his story on what God has done for him. You know, if you got a powerful testimony, I want to hear from you. If you know that God brought you through, if you know that God was the one that delivered you, I want to I want to interview you. So I want you to connect with me. Go to breatheagainmagazine.org, click that share your story link, and somebody will get in touch with you and get you scheduled for the show. So that's breatheagainmagazine.org. Click share your story and be my special guest. Share your story to help somebody else. So you know how we do. We're going to go into our prayer, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to jump right into the show with my guest, Anthony Durden. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Father, Father, you hear our hearts this morning? We do not want to settle. We don't want to find our comfortable position and put up our tent there and be happy with you blessing me and mine. Father, we understand today that forgiveness and reconciliation and blessing and favor is given for reason, Lord God. It is given for purpose, Father. And today, God, we say forgive us, forgive us, Father. When we have taken on this attitude, oh God, of all you've done, Father, use us, God, use us, pick us, choose us, Father. We want to spend ourselves. Father, I want to get to heaven with a life poured out, not with a life that looks perfect, Father. I want it to not look good. I want it to be good, Father. We love you today, Father God. We love you today, Father God. We love you today, Father God. Let our love be seen, Father God, on this earth. Let our love be carved out, Father God, on the pavements of our neighborhood. Let our love be carved out for you, Father. Oh, Jesus, for the lonely. Lord, for the state that we were in. We were in that state. Thank God. Yet someone bothered to take the time and present you to us. We'll never ever take it for granted. And in turn, we live our lives as a thank you. As a thank you, Father. As a thank you. Amen. Amen. That is Darlene Sheck in Israel in New Breed. Love, love, love that prayer. We 
play it each week. Um, I believe it really sets the tone, and it is my prayer. I really want my life to not look good. I want it to be good. And every day we get to wake up, we should live our lives as a thank you. I know I do because today is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. This afternoon is not promised. Each and every day we hear someone going on and um, transitioning from this earth, and they're not in their 80s or 90s. These individuals are in their 30s and in their 40s. Um, So every day we get to wake up. It is a privilege and it is a gift from God, in my opinion. So let me jump right into the show. Now today um, our show is Overcoming a 20-Year Crack Addiction with Anthony Durden. Now, he's also known in the streets of Miami as the street minister. For 20-plus years, he was addicted to crack cocaine. At age 13, he had his first experience, which resulted in the 20-year addiction. Um, I tell you, Anthony ended up becoming homeless, broke, and during his worst times, he was eating out of garbage cans to survive. One day, while high on drugs and wandering the streets of Miami, someone invited him to the Miami Rescue Missions Regeneration Discipleship Program to get help for his drugs and alcohol addiction. This saved his life. So since fully committing his life to the Lord, Anthony has been a soldier for Christ in the streets of Miami and a pillar in his community. He gives back faithfully to the organization that helped save his life by returning to the Miami Rescue Mission monthly to teach Bible study, host events, and feed homeless men, women, and children. Today, he is a motivational speaker. He's a business owner of Kingdom Wear Clothing and Accessories. He is the founder of Sheer Inc. Um, He recognizes that his sobriety is connected to the work he does for the kingdom of God. To this, he commits the rest of his life. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning. Look, so I read a mouthful right there. Why don't you describe yourself to the listeners? How would Anthony describe Anthony? Um, myself, um, I'm I'm a very um, passionate person. I'm a very compassionate person. Um, I love people. Um, I love serving. I love the Lord. Um, I love giving back to my community. I feel. Um, that I don't do what I do out of preference. I do what I do out of conviction. Um, my journey is a is a, a journey of conviction and uh, from transgression to triumph. Um, I just want to enlighten, inspire, and encourage those who are uh, lost in the grips of addiction or just lost in dealing with uh, life-controlling problems um, that I'm here for them, that they have an ear, that they have someone that can empathize uh, with their situation. That's awesome. That's awesome. Take me back. It's all started at the age of 13. Who introduced you, and how did that lead to a 20-year addiction? Well, you know, growing up, um, it actually, you know, before 13, um, you know, just going through my adolescence um, as a child, um, I can remember at five years old, I almost drowned. I almost lost my life at the age mm-hmm. of five, and um, that was a miracle that I survived that. And um, throughout my childhood, you know, I found myself uh, – in somewhat of a wilderness experience. Um, before um, the, the marijuana, you know, I was I was already experimenting with things like pornography at a young age. I can remember um, porn and, and um, looking at uh, adult magazines at a young age. So I believe that my uh, addiction um, was attributed to also a, a sexual addiction. 
not realizing as a child that I was struggling in that area. I couldn't identify what the struggle was. I I knew that I was in a dark place, but I didn't know or didn't know how to seek help or was in fear of uh, even asking for help because, I, you know, at that young age, who, who can you talk to? So I went to church every day, Sunday, Sunday after Sunday with my mom, um, playing drums in the church choir and struggling. Wow. So you were in the church. You were brought up in the church, and so you were actually yes. active in the church. Yes. And so um, and yes. let's talk a little bit about that pornography piece because I often – Look at today's time versus the times we grow up we grew up in, and before the internet, there was magazines and things of that nature, yes. and little boys um and girls um would look at those little um those magazines, but now you have the internet, and now yes. everything is so readily accessible for these young yes. kids, and so we really have to be in prayer um now, so if it was prevalent then just think about what it's impacting our youth. And I know this has, it, it's not about you right now, but it's about the time that we live in. So what are your thoughts on that? I, I, you know, I believe that, you know, um, that when we deal with this day and issue of what we see today as, you know, things are so out in the front of us. Uh, yeah. A lot of things that we didn't talk about, or we didn't address, even though it was in the household, um, it was kind of taboo to actually openly talk about it. But now, so like you say, with the Internet, everything yeah. is so readily and available and in your face. And, um, you know, now things that were forbidden are now legalized. I know the time mm-hmm. when marijuana was illegal, now it's legal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, pornography is legal. So I just see that there's a war, spiritual warfare going on where um, everything that God forbids is, is being, uh, you, know, mat, you know, is being legalized. Uh, in yeah. law and, you know, the legalistics of things, you know. So now people may seem like it's okay. Oh, porn is not really a big issue because everybody is doing it. It's kind of like a normality in today's Right, society. right. Yeah. Yeah. Kids can actually just scroll through Instagram and they can scroll through yes. their social media feeds and just see that. Yes. And I yes. have an issue with all of that, but that's here or there. Um Let's yes. get back to your um let's get back to to your victorious testimony because like I said yes. um prior to the show I really I commend you for your transparency. I commend you for just stepping out and sharing your story because your story is not a story of fluff. It is a story, it's a dark story. You were addicted to drugs and at your worst times you talk about eating out of garbage cans and a lot of people are very shameful and I often say that sometimes people will be sitting in church and they know that the person the drug addict that is coming in sitting next to you you want to move down to the other seat but you know that 10-15 years ago you smoked crack before too and what's the problem you want to share with them but but you don't smoke crack no more so what is the problem why won't you share that story so why are you Anthony so out front with it why are you so open with it when and I'm sure you see other people that you knew that were doing the same thing you did but well just their tight mouth their tight lips they won't say anything yes um, that that process came when um, when I came into treatment the first time. It wasn't through a uh, faith based organization. I actually went through NA and AA, and um, mm-hmm. I I never forget the counselor that I had. Um, 
he's a very practical person. Um, you know, when he found that you was kind of like being over spiritual, he would bring you in and get you mm-hmm. to look at the truth of yourself. Um, get to look at your ugliness. Get to look at you know, um, even in the scripture, Paul recognizes another warring against his members. So when I, when I opened up, when my spiritual eye opened up to be able to recognize the other side of me, mm-hmm. then I was able to be more effective. And then what gave me the boldness and the courage to speak boldly and be transparent about my testimonies, because I realized that it was not about me. It was about God getting the glory. And then also yeah. the fact that me being transparent was helping other people to come out. So it just gave me the encouragement to say, keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is helping other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only is it helping other people, it's helping me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because there's healing when we share, right? There's healing. When we tell our story, we are getting healed just a little bit more as well, and you feel like you are serving your purpose. Um, Yes. Let's talk about, Anthony, let's talk about the signs. Let's talk about um, what as parents and as loved ones we can be looking out for. We know that maybe our children or our child or our loved ones are out there and they may be doing some things. How do we deal with it? How do we deal with it? Do we just walk away? Do we? Everyone is always talking about that tough love. Just walk away. Don't, don't feed into it. Don't be an enabler. How do we love someone that's addicted to drugs? Well, I, I, I'm going to just talk about from my personal experience. Um, yeah. As a parent, the only way that I believe that a child, I mean, or that a parent could be effective in recognizing the signs is first the parent themselves have to recognize their own troops. Um, me coming up in the church was, it was kind of devastating because, you know, I, you, you know, people in church give me the, the appearance that they, they have it all together. Um, right. if, if my parents would have told me that they had issues, that they struggled, um, that they was vulnerable, you know, that they, they was weak, you know, at, in moments like that, um, that they could understand um, what my struggle was, I believe that I would have had more of, of, of uh, an open dialogue with my parents when I recognized that I was going through some certain things. But when parents can't recognize their troops, then it's hard for the, the child to identify their own troops. So mm-hmm. I think that parents should be more open and be more transparent and be more uh, accessible in terms of communicating, not just talking to their children, but listening to their children and being able to identify certain signs that they may see because we were once children ourselves. There's not too much that these kids are doing now um, that we wasn't doing even when I was a child. So it, it may be a yeah. different time, but some of the same things are still prevalent today that they were yeah. back then. Yeah, and I'm so glad that we don't live. I I fear for these children today because it is a different world, and I'm so glad we didn't live in this this day and era that they have access. They they have access to all this stuff, and we didn't have access to all this stuff back then. And I'm so glad that we didn't. Um, Anthony, what are the signs? What are the signs that we can see um, in our loved ones, not even just children, our, our sisters, brothers, uncles, people we go to church with? Um, what can we be looking out for to tell that someone has just gone a little bit too far? You can look at um, isolation. You can look at, uh, you know, withdrawals. You can look at um, who they hang out with, who their friends are, um, what are they doing with their, um, their spare, in their spare time. 
um, what are they watching on TV, what are, what are piquing their interest, um, if they have social media websites or whatnot, uh, what kind of content are, are they putting up on their webs on their web pages? Uh, what kind of music are they listening to? Because we know that music is very influential too. Um, music is spiritual, so you know you got to look at those seeds that are being planted in their ears and their eye gate, um, and and things that they're uh, intaking, and just have an open dialogue about. You know, if they like particular artists, why they like that particular artist? If they like certain songs, why they like that particular song? You know, because some things that are on the radio are very provocative and, and very thought-provoking. You know what I mean? And so, uh, even in even in this this epidemic of uh, the opiate epidemic, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the artists that are out now, the mainstream artists that are really big, um, that have a very big platform, um, they can promote certain elements like uh, Molly and, and Percocets and, 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 you know, alcohol and the provocativeness of, of the sexual content of music. So these things seem to have our youth, our youth's ear. Um, even our children that are going to church, um, some of you, you ask them who, who some of their biggest artists are. They're, they're secular artists and not gospel artists. So, yeah, those are, yeah. Tell, those are true telltale signs. But would that go hand in hand with being on drugs? Well, drugs most likely are influenced by other behavior patterns. It's not, you know, some people that end up on drugs, there are other things outside of that that, you know, you could start seeing certain symptoms. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't start smoking marijuana until the age of 13, but I was having adolescent, I was having issues at the age of five and six years old, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the drugs pretty much was a, a symptom of the problem. You know, mm-hmm. once you once you get clean and once you get sober from the drugs and alcohol, and then you find yourself uh, still struggling with different issues even when you're sober, you know. So that's why when I say from crack to Christ, when, when I say crack, what's your crack? It doesn't necessarily have to be crack cocaine. There's something that you can right. be treating in your life like crack. You know, mm-hmm. you could be treating anger like crack. You could be treat you could be treating unforgiveness like crack. You could be treating um, gossip like crack. You could be treating lying like crack. You could be treating sexual deviant behavior like crack. So there's a lot of different things that fall up under the umbrella of crack. Crack is to me is is just symbolic of the problem, yeah. Yeah. a symbolic so of the had- symptom of the problem. So all of us, I believe, have had loved ones or family members that have been addicted to crack or, or addicted to drugs. And so mm-hmm. uh, we see the behaviors, and we always hear that it's just a numbing agent. It's just something that we don't they don't want to deal with their problems, so they do these yes. drugs so they don't have to deal with it. Would you say that's true? Yes, I, I say it's true. I say, you know, um, when people get stressed out, what they do, they, they normally reach out for something. Um, whether it be drugs, whether it be alcohol, whether it be re- relationships with people, um, you know, those those things could be very addictive. You find people that are in abusive relationships that has nothing to do with drugs, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you find people getting in different uh, dysfunctional relationships with men and women. Um, so that has nothing to do with drugs. It's just that outlet. What are you, what are you looking for as a source, as an outlet? And so uh, it could be either a positive outlet or it can be a negative outlet that you're looking for. But those negative outlets seem to soothe that temporary situation. Um, 
cigarettes, alcohol, marijuana, sex, all those things are elements that have a tendency that we want to try to medicate behind. When we come down, the issue or the problem is still there. Still, we still need to deal still with there. it. It's still yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So breathe again is a moment of hope, inspiration, and solution. So we deal with the issues and we talk about what we've gone through, but we also talk about the solutions. So Anthony, I want you to take a minute or so and minister to that boy, girl, man, or woman that may be listening right now, and they know that they are addicted to something, and they just don't know which way to turn. They may be embarrassed because they're in the church, and they feel like they're going to be judged. I want you to minister to them like you walked up on them in the streets of Miami. Well, when I see people on the streets of Miami, I let them know, first of all, that God loves them in spite of themselves, that, you know, there's hope that, you know, they can look at a person like myself who, who has been down that road um, to let them know that they're, they're not alone, that there, there's, nothing, there's nothing weird about them. There's nothing um, uh, strange about them. Um, there's nothing uh, that God can't forgive them for. Um, you know, letting them know that, you know, that they have an outlet, that they don't have to feel like, you know, they're the only ones that's going through that because, for me, my breakthrough was knowing that there were other people like me. Like, I didn't know that there were people walking around here on the planet that was just like me. You know, some people have even, you know, even more grave and severe circumstances than even I. Like, my testimony is no different than the millions that are out there. You know what I mean? I just God just chose me to be a vessel um, to be, you know, to be used in that capacity. But when I hear other people's stories, I'm just as inspired by other people. Uh, stories as, as, as they're inspired by my own. And so I just let those children know when I speak to youth and youth kids that are in uh, situations of foster care or they're in the juvenile detention centers or they, you know, they could even be living in a lifestyle of prosperity where, they're, you know, they're, they're living, uh, don't seem like they have issues. Um, letting them know, let, listen, it, it, if it can happen to me or if it can happen to this other person, it can very well happen to you if they're not aware of uh, what you're dealing with what your surroundings are, you know, the friends that you choose to, to hang out with, um, you know, because like I say, this thing is no respect to a person from the rich to the poor. It affects addiction, affects all of us in some, some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. I have another question. Um, your bio states that it, everything started in Compton, California. What led you to Miami? Well, I was born born here in Miami. Um, okay. When my parents when my parents divorced, um, we, we left Miami. I was at the age of six. It was in 1976. I'm 48 years old. So we, we moved to, uh, to Compton, California, and um, that's where I was raised. Um, my issues actually started before Compton. I, like I stated earlier, uh, at the age of five, I almost drowned, you know, mm-hmm. and that just came from just being disobedient. I almost lost my life because I was being disobedient because I had asked my mom, hey, mom, can I go to the pool? And she mm-hmm. told me, no, I can't go to the pool because there was, go- there was going to be nobody out there to supervise me. Well, me and my mischievousness and, and my curiosity, I end up gravitating or, you know, going towards the pool and, and end up jumping in the pool. And at the time, oh, no. um, I didn't know how to swim, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I, didn't have the, I didn't have the capacity to gauge how deep the water was because I just saw water. I saw kids having fun, and I just wanted to be a part of what I, what I saw the kids doing. But a part of my disobedience 
a part of my disobedience almost cost me my life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even as a child, like I said, there's things that happen um, before you even start experimenting with drugs. Um, if you're not careful, you know, kids are getting into accidents every day because they're being curious and they're just not being, you know, uh, someone is not being watchful of uh, their surroundings. You know, um, sure. by kids being left in kids being left inside of cars. You know, during the summertime and it's 100 degrees outside, and the kids' mom just went to run into the store and she comes back and you know the kids are dead inside the car. You know, so yeah. there's little things like that. Um, that's how that's how easy it is out here um, in this world that we live in to get caught up. You're absolutely right, absolutely right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about your ministry in the streets of Miami, and then we're going to talk about your nonprofit organization, Sheer Inc. Don't go away. We'll be right back. All right, you're listening to Breathe Again Radio Show with Nicole Cleveland. My guest today is Anthony Durden, and he is sharing his victorious testimony of overcoming a crack addiction for 20-plus years. We're going to go right into his ministry now. Anthony, you are not just sitting around and just saying, God, God delivered me and I'm okay. You're reaching back in the community. Talk to me about your street ministry. The street ministry um, started when I went into the Miami Rescue Mission and I was discipled up under the tutelage of Minister Robert Allen, um, who was my who was my mentor and caseworker at the time. And um, I just wanted to mimic the things that I saw him doing that he was successful in doing because, of, in fact, that he had somewhat of a similar story as mine. I was just so inspired by what he was doing. I just kind of like uh, – you know, piggybacked off of what what I saw him doing, the things that he had me involved with, um, you know, going out, sharing our testimonies, um, working with the youth. Um, we had a puppet ministry. We had a silent skit. Um, I got involved in AIDS and HIV ministry. Um, I would go to local churches and local high schools, and um, we would share our testimonies. And then once we shared our testimonies, um, we would have people come up to us afterwards and was like, yo, you know, I, I mean, what you said, I, I can relate. Uh, I'm going through or I'm struggling. I had kids coming up to me saying that they were struggling with homosexuality. I had kids coming up to me saying that they were struggling with marijuana, cocaine, uh, flocker, you know, all those different things. So the more I poured out um, of myself and saw the reception of how people was being uh, inspired, it just gave me the drive to continue to do what I was doing. And at the same time, it was helping me. And so I took what I, I took what I, yeah, you know, I just started going up under the bridge where I used to sleep. I slept up under the bridge. And I would go back and, uh, you know, addicts that would, that I used to get high with, they would see me and they was like, man, keep doing what you're doing, man. Mm. I'll get it one day. You know, I might not be ready yet, but, you know, you inspire me. And so that's, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, my presence was always being visually seen awesome. uh, just yeah. to be that light of hope. Yeah. Have you seen any of the ones that you used to get high with 
um, turn their life over to the Lord and um, give up drugs? Yes, yes, yes. I have. I, I got friends of mine who I, I've got friends of mine who I got high with. Um, I got friends of mine who who I did time in prison with. Um, I got friends of mine who you know I used to run the streets and gang bang with when I was growing up in Compton. Um, you know, I see brothers like that turning their lives around, um, getting saved, uh, getting yeah. involved in the community. You know, because most of them times they they they're doing it. They say, well, you if you could do it, I can do it. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah, that that's definitely a blessing. When I definitely uh, see brothers and sisters of mine who I was out there in the wilderness with now turning their life around. Yeah, that's blessed, blessed. Talk to me about the Miami Rescue Missions Regeneration Discipleship Program. So they real God saved your life, but really they gave you the path um, to get free. They just saw you on yeah. the streets one day and said, "Hey, come over here. We can help you." How'd that work? How'd that happen? Well. Well, the Miami Rescue Mission is in um, the heart of Miami, Florida, um, in the downtown district of Miami, which is, you know, in most big cities, the downtown areas, most of the time you see a lot of homelessness, you see a lot of addicts and people on the streets, you know, and um, I heard about the place through a mutual friend who I used to uh, be on the streets with, and he told me about the program. And uh, when I went into the program, first time because there was a it was it wasn't an instant fix i went into the program um i stayed maybe like three days and then i left and then i came back and i finished the program and i, I almost finished i was in alpha at the time and um i relapsed and then i end up going back in, into my drug of, of choice of, of crack and um i end up going back to jail and i did some more time in, in jail and i got out after doing about a year in the county jail, I went back into the Miami Rescue Commission because God, I recognized that God had started doing a new thing in my life, that I really enjoyed um, what I was doing when I was uh, in my right frame of mind. And so uh, I went back into the regeneration program, which is a 12- to 18-month program. It's a long-term treatment program, and it's a discipleship program. It's not just a drug program. So it's, it's biblical principles being taught to you every day, seven days a week. Um, you have a multitude of counsel. Um, most of the men that are there that are staff, they were once at that one, at one point clients themselves. And so you had a lot of people around you and surrounded by, um, that, that relates to your story and your journey. And so that, that's, that's what got me to where I'm at. That's what gave me the, the legs to be able to walk with on my own. If they wasn't for the Miami Rescue Mission, I don't think, I, I don't know where I would be at this point, you know, in my life. That's blessed. That really is. Anthony, talk to me about Sheer Inc. What is that, and how can others be involved? Sheer Inc. is a nonprofit organization that was started up by my mom, my mom, Brother Smith. She started this organization. It was originally um, named the Christian Women's Club Corporation, and then when I got clean and I started getting my life together, she asked me to be a part of the men's component of uh, the Christian Women's Club Corporation and she added the Christian Men's Club Corporation. So that's where it all started for me. And then we eventually, after maybe like two or three years, we changed the name from the Christian Women's Club and Christian Men's Club to uh, to Share Inc., which stands for Sharing Hope, Empowerment, and Reaction, where um, she uh, she wanted me to become the uh, the president and CEO of, uh, of our organization. And what's the mission? The mission is... Uh, to share empowerment, hope, strength. Um, we we do a host of different things in the community. We provide a, uh, a plethora of different uh, services from housing to substance abuse to mentorship uh, to education. Um, 
we we you know we do all kind of different events throughout the year. Like um, I have an event coming up um, in September on Labor Day, which uh, this will be our 15th year. Our Friends and Family Day Beach Bash Baptism for the Homeless. Um, we, we I've been hosting that event for the past 15 years, where we take uh, the men and women and children of the Miami Rescue Mission and other neighboring uh, drug treatment programs, and we take them out on a day of uh, fun um, and that you know, fun, friendly activities with the, with their uh, with their families and friends, and so it takes them out of the, it takes them out of the environment of being in a homeless shelter, and give them a sense of normality by taking them out to a park and taking them out to a beach and letting them enjoy a, a spirit filled day of fun and activities. We have tournaments, games, and prizes and giveaways um, throughout that day. And they get baptized that day as well. Is that correct? Yes, we also do baptisms. Last year we baptized uh we baptized 40 uh 40 individuals. And so wow. this year uh yes, <laughs> we yeah, we we baptized 40 individuals and this year, you know, we, I don't know how many numbers we're going to baptize this year because we're still we're just still uh getting people to sign up because before they get baptized, um they go through a baptism class so that they can awesome. understand what they're getting ready to do. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, when as I was um, preparing for this show, I was online and I was um, looking at, um, I think you had an image about the baptism, and my daughter, my 14-year-old daughter, was like, they are baptizing people in the beach. I was like, yes, yes. they are. <laughs> yes, 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 it's, be- yeah. it's a beautiful experience. Yes, it's a beautiful experience. And um, like I say, and we, we, what, we hadn't always been baptizing because um, when we moved it from the park, um, we moved it to the park, which is at now the historical Virginia Key Beach, um, which has a park and a beach adjacent to it. So since we was going to be by water, I said, hey, we might as well go ahead and start baptizing people out there, too. So that's how I we incorporated it. baptism. Yeah, that's how we incorporated yes. baptism. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. Look, you mentioned yes. something earlier when um you answered one of the questions and you were talking about how people come up to you and they were telling you what you struggle they struggle with. Um I'm always yes. learning things. So you said something about some flocka. What is flocka? Flocka is an opiate. Flo- oh. flocka is yeah, flocka flocka is in the opiate uh family. Um you have Molly, you have Percocet, um, you have Oxycontin. Um, you have Flocka, you know, Flocka is, is a is a phase that uh, oh, okay. came out maybe like about three or four years ago. Um, still pretty prevalent is a real cheap drug. Some, see, you know, crack is, 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 crack is not as, as prevalent as it was when I was out there in the streets, even mm-hmm. though it's still out there. Um, the opiate epidemic is definitely um, a big issue with our young people today. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's you know what? You blessed drug. me on... It's the who? It's a club drug. It's a club drug. Right. It's very popular in clubs. It's very popular in the music scene. And uh, kids are kind of lured in because they see these big, you know, these big time entertainers entertaining. Um, this yeah. is what we do. And they figure, oh, well, he could do drugs and still make money. So it must not be nothing that wrong with it. See, crack, when you look at a crackhead, you yeah. get the image of a crackhead as someone being yeah. homeless, uh, pushing a buggy and sleeping up. On, and so that's not as a that's not as appealing as somebody wearing almost a million dollars, a quarter million dollars worth of jewelry, and they're driving in the Bugatti, and they're driving in the Bentley, and they're Come telling on, you sir. that, you know, they, they pop mollies every day. So that's that's the appeal of how the enemy is working now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sex, it's money, so and drugs. Right. It's so, 
Yeah, it's so interesting, too, because, um, and I yell all the time when I'm listening to reports on the radio or NPR and, or I'm watching a news report and they're talking about um, the drug addiction with the opioids is a health care issue now, and now it's a health crisis. But in the 80s, when our family members were dying from overdoses of crack and cocaine and all these other drugs, it was just crackheads out here in the streets doing drugs because it was not affecting those individuals. But now that it's in other neighborhoods and other zip codes, now it's a health crisis and we're putting billions of dollars behind it. So it's just very interesting to me. Well, you know, the thing about it is that, you know, when you go into the suburban areas and you go into these right. rural suburban areas where the middle class and the upper middle class are, are, are living and, you know, their parents are more, um, you know, financially uh, sure, stable. Sure. Um, they they come from a home where the, the father is there, the mother is there, and they yeah. got this kid that's, you know, that's on opiates. The conscience of them is raised up more because, like I say, um, Crack, the, the 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 thing of crack was that it was a cheap drug and it was mostly in the urban communities, the the hood, you know. But now that is in the yeah. now that is in the suburbs, um, it's being treated more as a like you say as a healthcare uh the healthcare right, right. Yes. Absolutely. Well, you bless me, my brother. I thank you so much for stopping by the show today. Much success and blessings to what you're doing out there in Miami, down there in Miami. Um, you have a DVD coming out and a book coming out. Make sure that yes. you keep us um, connected. Talk a little bit about um, the book that you're working on. Yes, I have a book that I'm working on from Transgression to Triumph, um, and I also have a DVD, um, DVD part Three. I actually have three versions of From Crack to Christ. Um, they can see oh. the first version on YouTube. Yeah, the first version is on YouTube up under my name, Anthony Durden. They can type in Anthony Durden From Crack to Christ, and they can see the documentary um, part one on YouTube. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Keep doing what you're doing, my brother. God bless you. And you know what? Congratulations. You have a beautiful wife, and you are still a newlywed. So congratulations yes. to you and your wife. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you, Nicole, and I thank you for your professionalism. Um, this was a very great process. I thank God for your for your for your vision. I thank God for your your ministry, and uh, you guys are really really doing a great work out here in the, in the community. And um, I'm definitely going to pass the word around. Um, I've even actually had friends say, "Oh yeah, I know Nicole. I was on her show. You know, I got some friends <laughs> that are doing some things out here, and uh, they've yeah. been on your show before too. So I just continue to do what you're doing." And I may encourage that God continue to bless you and, and, and broaden your territory. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, my brother. God bless you, and have a wonderful weekend. You too, Nicole. Thank you so much, and God bless. You're welcome. All right, listeners, that has been our show for today. I know you were blessed because he blessed me. I learned a few things, and I hope something that was said today that you can apply it to what you're going through or something that a loved one is going through. Um, go connect with him. Find out more information about him. We need to be supporting one another. You know, we need to be completing one another and not competing with one another. This is his story. This is his purpose. It's his vision. Um, you know, connect with him. Anthony Durden, you you can look him up. I believe he's the street minister on Instagram. You can connect with him on Facebook, Anthony.
Brittany Durden, or you can just click the links um, on my social media pages and get connected with him as well. He blessed me, blessed me, blessed me. Um, we won't be here next week because I will be on vacation. Woo! I, I need a vacation. So I will be on vacation next week. So we won't be here next week, but we will be here the following week. You know how I do. I never say goodbye. I always say until next time. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your weekend. At Hardee's, we love to surprise people. Surprise! We added the loaded omelet biscuit to our two for four dollar mix and match deal. Choose from our loaded omelet biscuit and three other select breakfast favorites. Any two for four dollars. Hardee's, cause it tastes better. Offer available for a limited time during regular breakfast hours at participating Hardee's restaurants. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included. At Hardee's, we love to surprise people. Surprise! We added the loaded omelet biscuit to our two for four dollar mix and match deal. Choose from our loaded omelet biscuit and three other select breakfast favorites. Any two for four dollars. Hardee's, cause it tastes better. Offer available for a limited time during regular breakfast hours at participating Hardee's restaurants. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included.